Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, say can see. If you're an American and you're professing to be a Christian, well, of course, as American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's in that? Get engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. The church needs to rise. Rise. Monica Matthews Show. Welcome back. Happy Friday to you, February 10th, 2023. I do hope that you have some fun things planned for this weekend. It is supposed to be a rainy weekend in Georgia. But whether rain or shine, as long as we're six feet above ground, it's a good day, right? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you look around and you see young ladies vomiting on Lady Gaga on stage. Horse vomiting on themselves as she's beating on a drum set demonically possessed um, and wonder your you know just think to yourself wow how did we get here well part of I think how we got here is through abdication abdication of prioritization what does that mean abdication through prioritization I like it I think I'll coin that don't tell some of my detractors they like to steal my my phrases and put them on their own t-shirts I will not name the person I'm referring to at the moment. Some of you know. However, prioritization, right? Abdication for lack of prioritization. How many of you have abdicated your relationships due to lack of prioritization, whether that's with your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, your fiance, your kids, your brother, sister, mom, dad, brother, whatever, right? Boardroom from the boardroom to the bedroom. We have all abdicated on some level or another at one point in time or another or chronically prioritization. People tend to think that they can balance life, but that's not how that works. We are called to live a life of order. Right. And whenever certain things are in order, then other things fall into place, but never through abdication. Right. It's a it's a constant being aware. It's a constant of being vigilant to protect your blessings, to protect your time, to protect your energy, protect your love, your faithfulness, your honor and those around you. Right. To protect your spiritual and physical jurisdiction, that requires vigilance and that requires prioritization. So when my daughter was like 15, she started squawking at me that, mom, there's no such thing as balance. Because I was like, I just can't balance everything. Because I was a single widowed mom and just trying to do it all. And it was ridiculous. And eventually, you know, I finally realized that she was right. She was like, mom, you don't balance life. You prioritize, right? It's a matter of prioritization. And I'm thinking, but I am prioritizing and I'm prioritizing you and, and, you know, and God and those things are supposed to be prioritized and I just can't do it all. And eventually what I realized is I was living in this chronic state of responsibility versus relational. 
as long as I was checking the boxes and getting things done and, and tasking was my master, then I felt like I was being productive. But the truth of the matter was I was lacking in every possible area and for certain fulfillment. I was lacking in a life uh, fulfilled with meaningful relationships, beginning with myself and my creator. I had no time. I had no energy. My health was failing. I had no sleep. I had no peace. I had no joy. But I was a Christian, by golly. (laughs) I could tell you I could confess that. But my life was not reflective of a life of abundance. And one of the main reasons why I found is because my life was not in order. It was not prioritized in accordance with what I said my priorities were and my value sets were. And, I, and I'm and i just going to tell you, I think we've gotten to where we are as a nation because of this exact thing, which occurs from family to family, generation to generation. And now we find ourselves here in a reprobate, demonically possessed generation from the Capitol to our state legislatures, to our school boards, front to our boardrooms and our bedrooms, and in our churches. And it really begins in our bedrooms and our kitchen tables and, and, and escalates up, right? Because, because this country is, is run from the bottom up. However, through abdication of prioritization, we are now ruled and reigned from the top down. That is a very dangerous inversion. That is very dangerous, and we see exactly how we've gotten here and, and what the fruit is that, that we have yielded from those incremental personal decisions that each one of us makes in our individual lives that, lives that we think does not, they don't have an impact on others outside of our immediate proximity. And as we can see, that is absolutely not true. Because while politics is in fact downhill from culture, we have now placed our faith and values at the bottom of of the slide and expect to yield a favorable and life-abundant result. But that, my dear brothers and sisters, is not reality. So, relational versus responsible. So I am I'm participating in um, a ministry training with a lovely couple from South Georgia. So they are as country as biscuits, and I love it because those are my people. Um, and you all are too, believe me. You're all my people, but... <laughs> But I'm a little partial to us Southerners uh, because, you know, I just am because I'm a Georgia Beach and I can. So learning the difference between relational, when you're relational, your needs are met and you have closeness. When you're responsible, your behavior is driven by responsibility, then it's all, it's all behavior and, and performance driven, right? And that creates distance. So this was this was kind of a revolutionary concept for me. It's like something that I knew, but I didn't really know how it was impacting my life because my priorities were inversed. And when we're not careful 
to take personal inventory of our personal value sets and whether or not we're actually abiding by them and abiding in them, abiding in him, as the word goes, then we find ourselves gathered up like a bunch of sticks and thrown into the fire by who? Not him, by man. Because man will always fail us. And if we have not learned that since forever in politics, and certainly now in governance, I don't know that we ever will. Some of you are holding on to 2024 and President Trump's comeback as if it is just, that is your salvation. And I would submit to you that this nation has already crumbled. I mean, God bless the people in Turkey and the 20 plus thousand people who they believe to be dead or injured, um, you know, casualties and fatalities combined, probably more than that, actually. But I would, you know, our current condition suggests that that is our reality as a nation. Although there's 300 million plus of us. And so while that appears to have been a, quote, natural disaster, believe what you will, um, I would suggest to you that we have a spiritual disaster on our hands in this country that when a young lady can sit on a stage and people hoop and holler and they're excited about someone force vomiting on her chest while she's beating on a drum set or people um, sexually, um, you know, through incantations on a Grammy stage uh, conjuring wickedness from high places in the, in the name of entertainment and your children are cheering that on, or either you are too, I I don't know, or you just write it off as it's just entertainment and it's stupid because you have no spiritual understanding while professing to believe in Christ. You know, I would submit to you that we are Turkey, but worse because I don't know that it's, I don't know what's worse, you know, being dead or not knowing that you are. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to, to, to to think about Bruce Willis, right? I see dead people, right? And the whole the whole time is because he's dead. That's why he can communicate with this kid. Spoiler alert. So you know, I think our country is is dead, and and we don't. Our systems, our institutions, they have been found wanting. They have been measured on the scales of our father's justice. And we have been found wanting as a nation. And every single pillar of this country has been upended. And if you're waiting for Congress to fix it or Republicans or President Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, whomever, whatever team you're on, if you're waiting for man to fix it before we decide to prioritize and to return to an actual prioritization of spiritual principles that result in life, liberty, justice, and equality, it will never happen. We are in a position in this country where we are in dire need of a spiritual revolution. We will not overcome the reparations campaign that have now begun in my county of Fulton County, Georgia. There's another uh, county, a city that just climbed on board yesterday This is now about to be a reparations campaign of a state and county and city nature across the country. And that is a spiritual battle because people refuse to forgive, not suggesting forget, but they refuse to forgive the debts of the past and they refuse to reconcile those debts to the cross. 
So they have been convinced through communist manipulation over the decades that something is owed in the way of a monetary reparation. And that if that happens, all things will be equal. And their lives will be completely restored, whoever they are. And their generations will be, best- will be restored by mammon. Now let me ask you, when has mammon ever restored anyone's generations? When has mammon been able to redeem anything or anyone? When has mammon proven itself to be a faithful overlord and anything but a taskmaster and a slave master, a slave driver? That is what bowing at the altar of mammon and relying upon mammon to reconcile the debts of us between one another That's what that does. It leaves you wanting. And so until there's a spiritual revolution in this country, we are going to continue to flounder. And we will remain in captivity until and if we finally realize, turn from our wicked ways, repent, and get back to a sane existence as a body of believers who has jurisdiction not only in the heavenlies but here on this earth to usher in the kingdom of the creator of all of mankind, which is always going to be predicated upon liberty, justice, equality, and love, and actual love, love of standards. And until we do that, we're not going to be relational We're going to fall for the responsible. And ultimately, we will fall to the letter of the law because I believe our country is headed for a level of lawlessness that by the time it gets to that point, we will will bow to anything as a nation to restore any semblance of order. And for those of you who don't think that Sharia is currently creeping in the United States, I would suggest you open your eyes. So you will find yourself with, with two propositions. You will either choose life more abundant and the spirit of the law and to willingly turn yourself from wickedness back to pursuit of a relationship with your creator and his perfect word, or you will be subjugated to the powers that be and man-made um, letters of laws that are not predicated upon liberty. Certainly not justice, not godly justice, and not equality. That's the direction we're headed as a nation. That That's very sobering. And as you're going into the weekend, I, I hope that you will take that sobriety with you so that whenever you look into the eyes of your spouses, of your fiancés, your boyfriends, girlfriends, neighbors, your kids, your moms and dads, grandpas, grandmas, cousins, brothers, sisters, you know, neighbor, I said neighbors, that you will know with certainty that what matters the most is your relationship to and with those people. Whether or not you are prioritizing the care, the concern, the correction, the discipleship, the humor, the softness, right? The mercy, the grace of those entrusted to you and around you, 
even your employees, your employers, you know, do you, do you show up with an attitude of gratitude that you even have a job? Do you realize that you're an asset and thy kingdom come and thy will be done through you at your, in your boardroom, you know, or your bedrooms in your kitchens? I mean, do you, you do realize that if you pray that prayer that you, ha- you bear responsibility to, to usher in the kingdom? People, well, if God doesn't show up, well, okay, but if the Holy Spirit is indwelling, then when you show up somewhere, would you leave him at home? I mean, if you're afraid of your local government, where, where where's the Holy Spirit in that? If you're afraid to send money to people who are J6ers who need help with their legal bills, where's the courage in that? Where's the Holy Spirit in that? Because you're afraid of a rogue and runaway federal government who has zero allegiance to the author of liberty and decency and justice and honesty? I mean, we know at which altar they worship. That is evidenced by virtue of their pathological nature. Creating crises where there isn't one. Entrapping otherwise law-abiding people. Falsely accusing people. I mean, that, that's the father of lies. That's his kingdom. That's what he does, and that's what he propagates. Our federal government is in bed with the author of lies. We know that. But if we have the author of freedom and liberty and justice for all, equality, right, righteousness, peace, and joy, who exists by standards that are predicated upon relationship, because we've already established that the letter of the law is something none of us can attain. We, we, we cannot abide by the letter of the law. It will kill. But if we're pursuing the spirit, and we're pursuing the spirit of the law, then we usher in his kingdom and his will in this earth as it is done in heaven. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, begins in your homes. It begins by laying down your life every day for those you say you love. It means maybe not driving her to the point of a honeydew list. Just open your eyes and look around what needs to be done and just do it. It means forgiving. It means pulling the plug on the drain of the river of unforgiveness in your relationships, pulling that plug out and letting all that water drain out and forgiving and surrendering every bit of it to the author and finisher of our faith. You'd be surprised how people will soften and change when they are actually forgiven. They may not trust it at first. It may take a minute, but you may be surprised So for those of you waiting for God to show up in your marriages, you know, if you're professing God, then act like it. If he comes in through his Holy Spirit, if he comes into our world through his Holy Spirit, then if you don't see him manifesting your relationships, your businesses, it's because you haven't brought him into 
the relationship or the business or the boardroom or the bedroom or the legislature or the county school board. Many of you are called to some really cool and awesome things. And you're very concerned responsibility-wise about how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to do this, what about this, doubt, unbelief, I don't know, I'm not sure, but Willie, I pray this, but I don't really know what is my responsibility. And our first responsibility is to trust, and that requires relationship. You're never going to build trust with the father of trust until you give him something to be trustworthy with such as your finances, your life, your hope, your joy, your righteousness, your ability to overcome addiction. So while we're waiting in responsibility, and we know we have bills to pay, there's a whole life out there of his kingdom and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven that is going to call upon and require surrendered hearts of a body of people who really say they want to be part of the remnant, but who aren't quite ready to give up and to surrender the things that they need to give up and surrender in order to walk into the fullness of that reality in this earth. Many of you are very willing to take up arms and, you know, you talk all big and bad online and, you know, you're just ready to blow it all out, right? But you're not willing to surrender your own heart and your own offenses to our actual defender. To the one who holds the keys over every principality. To the one who has the power to overthrow and upend any government in this earth or in the heavenlies. Yeah. So, with that, I would encourage you to take some inventory this weekend. Are you being relational or are you being responsible? Especially you mamas. You get busy, you know, barking orders at everybody and did they clean the room? Did they do this? What did he do? He didn't do this. And, you know, and it's just, it's a wonder your husbands have man caves, honestly, or, you know, side chicks, which I am not advocating for. Um, but my gosh, living with some of you is like, and the Bible talks about women like that too. You know, it, it's better to live up on top of your roof than to live with, you know, a, just a caustic, ornery, always upset, never happy woman. Gee whiz. So if that's you, then just take some inventory and get honest, get on your own face in your own prayer closet and start asking for your father to heal those places in your soul and then maneuver into being a better wife and a better mother. You think your children don't pick up on all of that? You wonder why they always have their earbuds in and they don't really want to be around you and your husband? <laughs> so, and I understand hormones, so I am leaving some, some, some mercy and some leeway in there for that. You know, but ultimately, and husbands who are, you know, you're always at the golf course, you're with the guys, you're, you know, hunting, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're just... Any, any way you can to get out of the house. I'm not suggesting you don't have hobbies. Some of you need to get out of your house and go have a hobby and have a day with the dudes who are actually healthy dudes and not dudes lusting over women every time you hop into a Hooters bar. You know, I have my own thing about that. But, you know, some of you just have given up. You've abdicated, right? And so you're not balancing anything. You're just not prioritizing. And so through abdication of prioritization, you end up with a life you have and you think that a divorce and someone younger, hotter, 
thinner, faster, longer, stronger, whatever, whatever all those commercials try to lie to you about. You believe that that is going to bring you the peace and the joy. And then what you do is you wrap it up in God and say, oh man, that person from eighth grade on Facebook that I probably should have married instead of this old crow I'm with now. Um, I bet you that was God's, that, that's God. That's God. God's telling me that since she reached out or he reached out and we have so much in common and he gets me and he always did. And I should have married him. Then I'm probably supposed to leave my 3.75 children and my Mercedes in my house and my husband with all the bills and, um, who sleeps with a BiPAP or CPAP, whatever they are now. And you know, who has a beer gut and yep, that's exactly what God's will is. And I know it. And I've got a pastor who's dumb enough to swear to it. So there I'm off the hook next. Yep. My life's going to be wonderful. I'm going to reprioritize everything. No, you're not, because wherever you go, there you are. Wherever you go, there you are, which is exactly what landed me in the lap of this ministry in South Georgia to understand some of my relational ineptness, if you will, and some of the habits that I've developed over 52 years on the planet of how I relate to others, whether that is personally or professionally. And if I'm not seeing the fruit that I've wanted to see, then, and I, and I know for a fact that I've been blessed in personal and professional relationships and I want to foster them and I want to, um, nurture them so that it so that they bear godly fruit that I'm going to need a different skill set because wherever I go there I am right and then not only learning the skill set but exercising it <laughs> and that requires prioritization so as we move forward in the coming weeks, I look forward to dropping some more of these nuggets in your laps because I think that um, it's certainly been life-changing for me uh, to really wake up and realize that, wow, just how easy is it to become responsible versus relational? And then we wonder why we feel alone. I'm not talking about lonely. Those of you who are married who lie next to people and you feel so alone, you can't even stand yourself. You know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. If you've lived 50 plus years on this planet and been in any relationship, you've, you've, you have felt that distance at some point. Some of you live in that chronically. And if you don't think that that leads to the idolatry of the sports industrial complex, the music industrial complex, the military industrial complex, the political industrial complex, big pharma, the medical industrial complex, if the, the educational industrial complex through, you know, abdication of our prioritization. If you don't think that that's how it begins is in your own mirror, then you will never be able to turn the country around. It will not happen. So I hope this is not a Debbie Downer message. <laughs> As you're going into your Friday, you have every reason to be hopeful. You have every reason to believe that you can alter the trajectory of your personal relationships, your professional relationships, and the relationship that we have to one another as, as a nation. You have every reason to be hopeful. You know why? Because we worship the God of hope who sits on the throne of hope in all glory. And if you're in him and you abide in him, you have every reason to be hopeful. I do pray you guys have a great weekend. Remember to check out MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. Protect your hard-earned assets today. $50,000-plus in your retirement account may qualify you 
for over $10,000 in silver. Monica protects with gold.com. Do it today. Hedge, hedge, hedge. I love you guys. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. I just hope your heart's full. I just hope your heart's full.